Matthew chapter 25. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who'd received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, 
Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. What amazing scripture in Matthew 25. We start with two parables and the first is of the ten bridesmaids who do not know when the bridegroom will arrive for the marriage feast. Five have extra oil, five do not. And when the bridegroom returns, only those with the extra oil were prepared and therefore allowed into the marriage feast. The others had the door closed on them and heard the words from Jesus, I do not know you. Wow, I mean, I'm sure you're like me and that you long to be one of those who has a place at the table sharing in the marriage feast and that we definitely don't want to hear the words when we meet Jesus, I don't know you. So how can we be those who are prepared? How can we be like those with extra oil? Well, I believe that the Lord tells us to look at the condition of our hearts. We have to get right with God. If there's bitterness in our hearts, we must seek to forgive. If we're entangled in sin, we can repent and seek good accountability. If we battle with insecurity and low self-esteem, we can realign ourselves with what the Word of God says about our identity. We can regularly lift up our praise to Him with worship. We can pray and root ourselves in the words of Scripture, all with the aim of becoming those with clean hands and a pure heart, as it says in Psalm 24, those who are ready for Him to come back. Continuing through the passage, we then meet the three servants who don't know when their master will return from his trip and must decide what to do with his money. The first servant, given the most, invests it and earns the most interest back. The second does the same, but the final buries that money in the earth. God has given each of us gifts like the master had given them money. And we must invest in those gifts well, because two out of the three servants hear the words I believe we all long to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. But the one who does nothing with what he's been given is called lazy and wicked. Now, I don't want to be called lazy and wicked, and I'm sure you don't either. So we have to be those who invest in the gifts God has given us. Because when we do, we don't just earn interest on money. We actually expand the kingdom of God because the gifts that we invest in serve the people around us. 
So if you have the gift of prophecy, encourage those around you with it. If you have the gift of faith, be bold in praying those big prayers. If you believe God's gifted you communication, invest in that. Get coaching in your communication. Same with leadership. If you want to grow in your leadership, spend time around leaders that you admire and respect and learn from them. We all want to hear those words when we meet Jesus that say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so if we do, we have to invest in the gifts God generously gives us. And finally, Jesus ties the two parables together into full focus in the final part of this chapter. We realise Jesus isn't simply teaching his disciples to carry around extra resources or give sound financial advice. He's explaining these parables are speaking of his return, that one day he will come on the final day of judgment and separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. I believe that until that day, Jesus is teaching his followers and teaching us today that we must choose to live now in such a way that we are ready and prepared for when that final day of judgment comes, even though we don't know when that will be. That we're choosing to live today as a chosen people, as his beloved bride and as his good and faithful servants. So I leave you with the question, how can you prepare your heart for the return of Jesus? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your scripture and your amazing ability to tell stories that move us in our hearts. We pray today that the true meaning of the scriptures would be revealed to us and that you would show us in your wisdom and kindness how to ready our hearts for the day you return, how to invest in the gift you have given us with wisdom and how to be those who please you as your good and faithful servants. Amen.